You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back, Raider Nation. It is time for another edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Your hosts on this adventure during this dead period before we get to camp. I know everybody wants to get to camp. Is my partner Mo Moten. He is a national NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. You can follow him. You must, must follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. That's Mo Moten. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at LV Gully, the show, S-N-B Today. Uh, Mo, did you have a good 4th of July, man? I know I did. I had a good 4th of July. Uh, there were a lot of fireworks outside of my window. You probably wouldn't have been happy about the living <laughs> situation here. But that's what it is, and I've become used to it. And like I said on the last show, I'm going to be hearing fireworks for probably the next two weeks. But yeah, I had some hot dogs, had some burgers, had some corn on the cob, enjoyed myself. It was a good day. Hot dogs. Uh Uh-oh. Now, did you have good hot dogs? Did you, were they all beef hot dogs? Were they, what kind of hot dogs? All beef hot dogs. I I don't, I I know I live in, in hosh posh, uh, hipster town, (laughs) the Williamsburg, Brooklyn, but Uh, I, I I usually don't eat hot dogs. I'm not a hot dog eater. I'm not opposed yeah. to them. But if, if someone's grilling them, if there's a cookout, I like a good hot dog. Nothing special on it. You know, I'm not a mustard relish guy, you know, anything like that. But, you know, I do enjoy a good <laughs> hot dog on hot dog day. Joey Chestnut is the goat, by the way. Yeah, he is the goat. He does it again after a delay, right? They had yes. a delay yesterday. Yes. Yes. Uh, which was incredible, or I should say on, on Tuesday. Uh, but the hot dog thing, interesting point I learned from my kids. So so I, being originally from Chicago as I am, I love the Chicago hot dog minus the tomatoes. I'm not a, like tomato does not belong on a hot dog to me, oh, which I find really interesting. I know. I If you look at a Chicago hot dog, it has tomato, it has pickle, it has sport peppers, and then the very special, very bright green relish that you can only get in Chicago, uh, along with mustard, right? So, so there's no ketchup because we all know ketchup does not belong in a hot dog. And, um, but I don't do the tomatoes because if you're not going to do ketchup, you put tomatoes on, you're just doing ketchup in its earlier stage. And that's the way I look at it. But anyway, my kids, what I realize, I like relish on my hot dog, relish and mustard and onions. If they're around, I'll put onions on it too. Okay. But I, my kids, I realized my kids will not touch relish. And I know a lot of people don't like relish, so that's fine. 
But what I realized is I didn't like it either until I got older. Isn't that interesting? There's just some things you just do not have a palate for until maybe your taste buds die. I don't know what the deal is, but do you have any foods that you didn't like as a kid that suddenly now as an older guy, you're thinking to yourself, no, that's not too bad. I'll eat that. Funny enough, potato salad. I didn't eat oh, the potato, warm salad. potato salad. The potato yeah. salad, I didn't eat as a kid, cold or warm. I couldn't yeah. stand potato salad. I didn't start eating potato salad until maybe five years ago. Of course, now I eat it. I eat it warm. Same thing goes for macaroni salad. I didn't. I didn't eat either food until I was older. But then again, when I was a kid, I was a picky kid. Not to go off on a tangent, uh, but I was. A, I was a real slim kid. I didn't eat a lot of foods. And then uh, as I got older and older, and as I started dating women and trying new foods, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll. I'll. I'll uh, the motivating factor for, for for expanding my palate, and I started trying new foods and liking new things so shout out to the women that were in my life in the past who, <laughs> who changed your palate <laughs> who've introduced me to new things and, and new and oh. new uh cuisine so i'm sure they did yes. yes um that's the thing with the fourth of july and i went really simple with the family yesterday and i was doing firework by the way my neighborhood my neighborhood i have six other neighbors around a pond and we have <laughs> half the pond so like our our property has half this pond and a big side. So I do a pretty big fireworks show and it's been getting bigger every year because this is the first place I've lived where it's actually legal, where you can shoot the stuff off in the air. And if you go to my Twitter handle, you'll see some of the, the stuff I sent off last night. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because because we did it and and it was fun, but it was a casual thing. I just made my wife, I should say, not me, made these great burgers yesterday. Really good beef, really seasoned well. It was like I just needed one and I was done. I didn't even have a hot dog yesterday. But uh, but we had a great time celebrating um, the country's birthday and, of course, Al Davis's birthdays we did on Tuesday show. Uh, but it was fun. And, and it's great because I put off all these fireworks over the pond and uh, my kids, I realized it's so foreign to them. They're like running for cover because I had like six inch mortars. Right. So I'm <laughs> dropping the mortar in there and it's boom and it's going big. Uh, and my kids are I'm like, guys, it's OK. I'm not going to blow anything up. I had my fire extinguisher there in case things got crazy. But it was great, too, because after each aerial assault, my <laughs> neighbors were clapping and whooping. I was like, oh, OK, that's cool. That's pretty good. So now I'm thinking about going around the neighborhood next year and saying, hey, you want to chip in $100 and, oh, and yeah. we'll do a really big show because I, 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 I don't ask anybody for money. Of course, I just do it. I'm doing it for me and my kids because I love the holiday. Um, but it went crazy here last night. So anyway, I'm okay with the fireworks as long as it's not at midnight and I'm sleeping. Uh, but anyway, I hope everybody had a great 4th of July. Uh, and we are going to get back into the football now, uh, at least for now. Uh, so, so I wanted to show you this piece for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you'll actually see it on your screen. Um, and that is a piece by Dan Graziano, great writer over at, um, at uh, ESPN, who who talked about if I can get the dang thing to work here, uh, there we go. Um, who talked about Devonte Adams? Now we we talked about this on on Tuesday's show, actually, Mo, which is a lot of folks, and in this case, again, Graziano, great writer, great writer, uh, but they talk about the situation with the Raiders, and they don't have a lot of context. This one, I don't think, is that. But if you look at it. Uh, it talks about players who, you know, storylines to watch, which we're going to get into, by the way, in segment two. Mo did a piece up on Sports Not yesterday on Wednesday 
about five storylines to watch for the Raiders. That's that's our complete segment number two, so stay tuned for that. But Graziano talked about Devontae Adams, and I'm going to read some of this to you, Mo, and, and the viewers who are watching us on YouTube can see this. For the listeners, you'll hear me read it. Um, it, it talks about how he forced his way out of, out of New England, excuse me, New England, Green, Green Bay, Bay, because of the situation with Aaron Rodgers. Now um, he leads about... Adam speaking out publicly about his disappointment over losing Carr, which no big deal. Uh, but then also the, the plan moving forward. This is the stuff we talked about earlier in the summer. And here's what Graziano says. It seems pretty clear that Adams, in spite of his reservations, is willing to give McDaniels and Garoppolo a shot. He proved last year that he didn't need Rodgers to be a type of receiver, and he surely believes he can perform at the same level with Garoppolo. But... Things could get ugly in a hurry for the Raiders, who have seen a major overhaul since McDaniels and Ziegler got there 17 months ago, but don't appear to be any better. In fact, some may say they appear to be worse than the team that finished 2021 season on a playoff run under interim coach Rich Bisaccia, and Carr is an, as its emotional leader. If that's the case, Adams will, will Adams want out at the trade deadline after the season? The potential for Adams to be on the move again soon after bailing out of Green Bay is worth watching. And if it comes to that, it might be hard to blame him. All right. So, Mo, you, you hear this. Give me, give me your reaction to, to what Graziano writes here about Adams, about the situation, about the Raiders roster being worse than it was in 2021. Okay, so three things here. We we went over the Raiders ranking on ESPN. It ranks 21st. Dan Graziano writes for ESPN. So it's no surprise to me that he's putting this piece out and saying, well, what if the you know the Raiders roster isn't any better than it was last year? And to a certain extent, I will I would agree with him. It's all about perspective. As I said, with Jimmy Garoppolo, you're hoping that because Josh McDaniels now has this guy that the offense will perform a lot better than it did last year with Derek Carr. The defense has a lot to prove, so I can't say the defense is any better than it was last year. They lost a Pro Bowl linebacker in Denzel Perriman, who kind of reinvented himself in Las Vegas. And then you have you have several rookies who are going to have to step up in big spots. Tyree Wilson, Byron Young, possibly Ja'Korian Bennett and Chris Smith on the back end. And the Raiders probably have the worst linebacking corps in the league. Devon Diablo, while we are optimistic about him, he also has a lot to prove because he didn't play well last year. He admitted it. He said that he was a new kid on the block, and now he's comfortable in Patrick Graham's offense. We'll see. There's a lot of wait and see with the Raiders roster right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I think that he's got he's got the situation, you know, in hand to some degree. But again, you're covering it from the outside. And to me, that that lends itself to a little bit of, hey, I'm just reading what I'm reading. And, and Mo, as a writer, when you source stories like this, you kind of have to go on other reports. It's not like Dan Graziano, as good of a journalist as he is, is inside the Raider organization or he's calling people. He would have said that in a piece like this. So you're kind of doing And I don't disagree with him that it's a thing to watch. Uh, because we've talked about it here, right? Which is if Devontae Adams, if this team falls apart and the wheels come off, especially if it's early and the season goes south, 
I don't see them moving him this year, but I could, certainly could see him trying to force his way out if the season goes really, really bad. And this is what I'll say about the Devontae Adams situation. On one hand, what Dan Graziano left out was in Marin Fader's piece. He did say, now he did say he, he's willing to give Josh McDaniels and Jim McGraw a shot. And he basically said he's committed to, you know, bringing a championship to the Raiders. We'll see if that commitment wavers if, as you said, the wheels fall off. But this is a guy who said that he grew up a Raider fan. Yes, he <laughs> came here partially because Derek Carr was there, but he also wanted to play for the Raiders because, again, that's the team he grew up rooting for. So I think that part is left out of his piece as well when he said he, you know, his buddy Derek Carr is not there anymore. The other thing is he is correct. It, that's This is what I tweeted. We'll see what happens after the season, how Devontae Adams feels about the direction of the team. He's not wrong about Devontae Adams openly criticizing the front office because Devontae Adams did do that, even though he tried to clean it up afterward and say he has no, basically saying he has no issues with, with the team's direction. But he said what he said, and it's in print, it's in quotes. So I, I'm like you. I don't see a trade happening this year at the trade deadline. If the Raiders, let's say, worst case scenario, go, let's say they go two and fifteen, and it's a complete abject disaster, then I think there's a possibility he may want out because in, he in that playoff profile that Marin Fader did, he did talk about basically his race against time. He knows that he's he's going toward the sunset of his career pretty soon, not in a few years, but he can see the light at the end of the, of the tunnel of his NFL career, and he's not going to want to waste his last years on a team that's not going anywhere. So if the team lacks direction and is an abject disaster at the end of the 2023 season, yes, I could see Devontae Adams asking out. But I think he he would want to stick it out for this year just to see how it ends up with the roster they have right now. Yeah, that makes sense, Mo. I mean, listen, anything can happen if things go south, and, and as we talked about it, uh, it'll be interesting, but the cost to this team, you talked about that too, the, 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 you have, you'd have to restructure things. There's a lot of work that would have to be done for Devonte Adams to be even traded after this year because of the hit you take on that. Uh, now I think there are teams out there who would do that in a heartbeat because I think Devonte Adams is the best receiver in football when, when he's rolling. Um, when you look at that structure of that contract, what if he was going to be traded? And of course, we hope that's not the case for Raider Nation and for the Raiders. Um, but but how difficult would it be to restructure his contract uh, even after this season? If a team really wants Devontae Adams, it's not difficult at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a dead cap hit because of the extension that they gave him once they acquired him from the Green Bay Packers. But we've seen teams work things out for players that they want or want to get rid of. There, there are ways you can eat. The Raiders would eat some of the contract, and the, and the other team acquiring him would eat the other portion of the contract. It, again, there are so many ways to manipulate contracts and cap room that you can you can ultimately make it work. It, to me, it boils down to how badly does Devontae Adams want to leave if the Raiders flounder and are a team that only wins two to four games. If he mm -hmm. wants out that badly, it's going to happen because you don't want an unhappy star in your locker room. But if he's on the side, if he has the tone of what he had with his player profile with Maroon Fader, and he basically says, look, I want to stick it out and, and make it work in Las Vegas, then the Raiders are fine. But they're going to have a vocal leader who's going to say when you're screwing up because he's already been he's, <laughs> he's very candid with his comments. He's not oh, yeah. he's not the type of leader that's going to say everything is fine when it's not. If something is going awry, 
multiple times last year when he's been interviewed, he's basically maybe not in, in the clearest of comments, but you could tell something was awry uh, with the team's operation and direction when they interviewed him after, after losses, especially he's going to yes. give you the, the, the real talk him and him. He and Josh Jacobs are the two guys in that locker room. Josh Jacobs, assuming he resigns are the two guys that will tell you what's, what's up. They, they're not going to sit there and put a smile on their face. And say, Everything <laughs> is good. Everything is rainbows and unicorns. They're going to say, look, this sucks. We got to be better. And if it doesn't get better, something has to change. Yeah. And, and, and listen, after, after Derek Carr was ousted as the voice of this franchise in the face of this franchise, in essence, that's what Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs and mostly Devonte Adams because of his experience in the league and his accomplishments to me, that's understandable. He's going to be that vocal guy. Jimmy Garoppolo, well-known and well-loved in the locker room with the 49ers, He's a good locker room leader, but he's not going to be the public face. Devontae Adams will continue to be the public face, which is why the Raiders need to do all they can, and in this case, just show progress to keep him engaged uh, because that's that's they need their leader to be happy. Scott, I'll ask you a question then. What, yeah. what would you say is progress? Is it just winning more games than they won last year, or is it improving uh, as the season goes on? Because you can have – it could be that the Raiders have a better record than they had last year, but what if they're mm -hmm. trending in the wrong direction in the second half of the season? So what if they end up seven and ten, but they started off, you know, five and two and they backslide? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a good question, Mo. I think there are lots of ways to look at progress. And I think I said it several weeks ago here on the show, which is it's not necessarily going to be record based. For example, uh, are you are you guys close in games all the time? Are they close where yeah, they might be seven and 10, but they've lost five games by less than one score or by a score, something that's really close because your defense is a work in progress and the offense is clicking and Devontae Adams is having a good year and Josh Jacobs is having a good year and Garoppolo staying healthy. You start to feel like a positive momentum. Yes, the losing, especially late in the season, gets to you. I think any player it would get to. But I think that's the kind of progress I'm thinking about. And yes, wins and losses are the ultimate measure. But I do think somebody like Devontae Adams might be okay going into a season offseason where they didn't make the playoffs or they didn't have the success they wanted, but they really developed a chemistry and a team culture that feels like they've turned the corner. I think that's a big part of it. Here's one thing I'll add to that. And you mentioned close losses. I think that was acceptable last year simply because that was Josh Daniels first year. I don't think close losses are acceptable this year being that how the Raiders mm. lost five double-digit second-half leads last year. Mm -hmm. If you have something similar to that this year, one, you know, one, what is it? What is it saying? One's a, one's a mistake, two's a pattern, whatever you want to say. <laughs> but anyway, trend, yes, yes, right. So it happened last year. You you excuse it because everything is new. But if it happens this year, then you have you have a bit of a a, a pattern there. So now back-to-back -back mm. years, you've blown big leads or or you haven't played well in the second half of the season. To me, I think at that point, if the Raiders, let's say they blow four double-digit second-half leads and they nosedive in the second half of the season, to me, I think players start to bail on Josh McDaniels as a head coach because you we've already heard the whispers. We, we've had Baldy on the this, on this show, and I asked him, you know, at what point do the players kind of turn on their head coach if things don't go well? And he basically said, look, you got to win. 
And then yeah. the Raiders go six and you know if we went six and eleven, and then they go win two to four games, and you're still having the same problem as last year. I think you start to hear more whispers that Josh McDaniels needs to be on the outs, even though I do think he gets a third year, barring barring a, a catastrophic locker room mutiny. Yeah. I, I think players start to question if he's the right coach for that football team. No, I don't doubt that. I do though, and, and listen, if they blow leads again, I'm absolutely with you there, and a hundred percent. But I do think. And again, I know some people won't like this, but there's different ways in which you lose. If you're playing the Raiders schedule, we know the schedule. We've gone over it already. We'll go over it again before the season starts. But if you're in close games with teams that are clearly better than you from a roster perspective, okay? So, and I'll use it. I know it's going to be painful to hear this, Raider Nation, but the Chiefs have a better overall roster, okay? So if you're in those games with the Chiefs and you go back and forth with them and you're showing that you can hang with them and one play goes one way or another and it's not just the coaching idiocy, it's actually some kind of physical breakdown or somebody makes a mistake, whatever it may be, which shows the discrepancy in talent levels, right, on the rosters, to me that's more of what I was talking about. Again, that does not excuse loses, loses, losses, loses, losses. Uh, and I do think, I think that, if the Raiders don't improve their record this year, which I think we've kind of been vocal about, we don't think they will. If they don't, I think you're right, though. I think Josh Jacobs, or excuse me, Josh McDaniels gets a third year, but the seat is hot in week one. I mean, there's no question about it because he's gotten everything that he's wanted. Josh uh, McDaniels and now Dave Ziegler, he's made his moves. And if I'm Mark Davis, I'm like, all right, I'm giving you the second year. But when you hit year three, man, you better come out of that gate on fire or you're gone. Uh, and that has to be that way because in the NFL, you can't go five or six seasons and give a coach. It's not college. You're not recruiting guys. You have a GM who's going out and drafting and doing all that stuff. So we'll have to see. And they got what they wanted. They got the quarterback they wanted. They got rid of the quarterback they wanted to get rid of. And now they might be getting rid of the running back. Who knows what's going to happen with that. But it's going to be an interesting season to say the least. Okay, we are now going to step aside for our first break here on Silver and Black Today, the uh, Thursday edition here on the 6th of July, 2023. When we come back, we're going to talk about Mo's piece that ran yesterday on sportsnot.com. Five storylines that have nothing to do with Josh McDaniels, right? No. Uh, <laughs> that you should watch this year with the Raiders. You're with Mo and Scott. This is Silver and Black Today and Aussie Original Podcast. We'll be back right after these words. <laughs> 